And the pod is on. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by first time Psych fan Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? I'm wailing, baby. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, in continuing the tradition of the visual bit of me wearing hats, I put on a Harvard Whalers hat, which I have, and Andre pulled out his own that he recently got. And so we are Whalers boys. Um, yep. This is one thing just for us. No one can see this except us, but yeah, it's important. Still cool. Um, We're simpatico. Exactly. Um, shouts to the Hartford Whalers. Uh, never saw them play. And, now uh, defunct. Yeah. Well, they moved to uh, Carolina. They're the Hurricanes. I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. Yeah. That. So I got that, but I'm taking it yeah. off because I Hartford it's hot Whalers. here. They moved. Yep. They, yeah. They became the Carolina Hurricanes in 1997. Um, so anyway. Because that's exactly what people say. It's like, you know what? You know what place likes hockey more than Connecticut? Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, born and raised hockey fans. Yeah. You hear they're trying to uh, bring hockey back to Atlanta? Anyway, that's not. I don't know why I asked that. I clearly, I know almost nothing about hockey, and I assume you know less. So. They were the Thrashers? The Threshers. Thrashers. Thrashers, right. I said th- when I say Thrashers, oh, because there was a minor league baseball team near me growing up called the Threshers. The, yes, the, the Threshers? The Threshers, yes. It's like a, I don't know what a Thresher is. Um, sorry. Yeah. Like people that exist on a threshold? I thought Thresher Sharks, yeah. Sure. The type of shark. Wait, have you seen uh, Bo is Afraid? Yes. What did you think? I enjoyed it. It's just, I'm not a huge, it, it it was challenging at parts, and I parts I like more than others. But generally speaking, I enjoyed it a lot more than I didn't. Um, yeah. Uh, why? What did you think about it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Anyway, it's a good film. I saw it on the uh, Lincoln Center IMAX. They did it for one weekend. Um, Is that a yeah. movie you need to watch in IMAX? I don't know, but I saw it on the biggest IMAX screen in the Eastern Seaboard, baby. So I, <laughs> I mean. Which, that's the crazy thing about New York. Nowhere else in... Because it was like a sold-out, like, afternoon show. And it's a 600-seat theater. <laughs> but, obviously, I assume that nowhere else in the country can sell out an IMAX with Bo is Afraid, but... Um, was it sold out when you yeah, went? Yeah, just 600 seats sold. 600 seats sold out, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, we're talking about the psych episode and down the stretch comes murder. Do you have any relationship to horse racing? No, I can't. I hate horses. Yeah, I... I don't hate horses, but... I, my association with horses growing up was uh, ho- the concept of a horse girl. I think we talked about this previously on the Monk Pod, uh, and I that's why I always had a bad association with horses because the type of people who I grew up around who liked horses were the most annoying girls in elementary school, and so I always didn't like horses. You know, I mean, maybe we got into this previously, but do you know why I have an aversion to horses? It's the dumbest uh, reason. No, ever. but I my reason's pretty dumb too. So. No, mine's even worse. Um, it has nothing to do with anything firsthand. Um, it's ever since Christopher Reeve was disabled by mm. a horse. Ever since then, I've been like, I don't trust horses. I mean, I don't trust horses either. Um, I mean, the thing too also is that like, horses shouldn't be good to us. You know what I mean? Like, we like whip them in order going fast. And if they happen to break their leg, we put them down. Like, I wouldn't be nice to someone if they did that to me, to me, my friends, you know? They have no um, knowledge of that. No, they don't. Um, I'm also not someone who is like, I'm not like that with animals. I was just trying to do a bit. Um, the thing yeah, I do like fair. about horses is I do like making a mint julep on the day that the Kentucky Derby happens. Um, mostly do you wear a hat? I don't because that's 
why would I do that? That doesn't involve me getting because a mint julep is really just an excuse to drink straight whiskey in a big cup because <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> okay, yeah, their whiskey uh, have, area. That's right. Have you ever had a mint julep? No, I'm not a huge fan of minty drinks. To be clear, basically what it is is it's you just take but you muddle some mint and some with some water and ice in the bottom of a cup. You fill the cup up with crushed ice, and then you pour whiskey in to fill the cup up. So basically what you're doing is you're drinking a regular... You're not drinking like a shot glass. You're drinking a regular-sized cup with whiskey mixed with crushed ice. So And um, mint, I assume. And mint, yes. It's minty. And if you get, like, good bourbon, it's very good. Um, but that's, you know... Mint and like, bourbon doesn't seem like something... I think that, like, mint would be good with, like, a clear liquid like I'm drinking now. Well... I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I enjoy a good mint julep, and I probably will make one. We did the Kentucky Derby already happen. It's in May, right? Or is it in April? I don't care. <sighs> Who knows? Anyway, we don't start off with horses. We start off with another type of race with uh, some people running to a flock of seagulls. I ran so far away. Um, do you have any thoughts on a flock of seagulls? Uh, they had amazing hair, um, and yeah. they were in the, the trailer for GTA Vice City back in the day. Hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And we see that uh, Sean and Gus are being bullied by a guy named uh, Jimmy Nichols. Um, Great villain name. Yes. And he, like, yeah, he's giving him a knuckle sandwich, which is always bad news. And then, speaking of bad news, Gus comes to the office in the present day and says... Well, hold I, on. Hold on. Yeah. Whoa, 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 okay. 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 What, hold, on what, a second. hold on a second. Are you, like, are you too young to have known about the impact of kangaroo shoes? Yeah, I actually don't even know what those are. Well, I mean, their shoes. I got, I got, I gathered from what the episode showed, but no, I never had them. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, I never had them. I had like, I think the oldest sneakers I can remember owning were like Jordans and um, what were they called? Those other ones, um, BK Knights. The Knights. Uh, I don't know. Um, the gimmick shoe that was big when I was a kid was Heelys, which I was never allowed to have. Um, Those are the ones that you could like grind on shit with. No, you could put a that you could put a wheel in the bottom of it, and like you could. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm thinking of soap shoes. They had like yeah. a a thing on the bottom of them where you yeah. can slide across surfaces. No, I'm familiar with those too. But yeah, the Heelys were a big deal. My mom wouldn't let us have them, and honestly, good idea. I don't have good balance. Um, I would have fallen. Um, well, you have but... you have long ass toes, so you would have been able to hold on to something. That's true. Uh, but Sean says, <laughs> there's, says you know there's some bad news. Gus thinks it that he forgot to record America's Next Top Model. Um, uh-huh. which that will be bad news, but no, it's because Jimmy Nichols is coming in five minutes. Yeah, Jimmy Nichols, uh, he gave Sean a call, and he got a voicemail saying that he was coming in, and, um, you know, I can honestly say I never had, like, a like a, a name I would associate with being a bully. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe I had a successful childhood and, like, high school career, because there's not one person I could point to that's no, like, yeah. No, yeah, I, I can remember that. I can remember a kid that I was involved in bullying <laughs> in sixth grade. Um, but that was really it. And I felt really bad about it. And so I didn't again. Like the only, the worst thing that anyone ever did to me is that I got pantsed in sixth grade, which was um, great. Um, what do you think happened to that bully? Do you know? The, wait, the, the kid who pants me? Yeah. I looked him up once. I, I don't think he, like, I think he's just working like a regular nine to five job. But I don't know. Um, okay. He wasn't, uh, I mean, I, it's hard to say because he stopped going to school with me after that. He didn't go to the same middle school as me. And so, like, my vision of him is how I saw him in sixth grade. And back in sixth grade, the only way I viewed the world was between smart people and dumb people. And I considered him a dumb person. 
And Wait, hold so on, I, hold, whoa, 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 hold on. How did that work out? Where, where you did you like? What did your? Like, no, he moved. Break? He moved. He moved. Oh, uh, I was gonna say because I think it's like first to fifth, and then six to eight. Well, kindergarten to fifth, then six to eight, and then nine to. 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, they're talking about him, like whether or not he's changed. And Gus says some people are born evil, like the kid from The Omen, the children of the corn, Chad Michael Murray, which is a good joke. Um, that's a random fucking stray, Chad Michael Murray. I mean, but they, I think this is like this is really close to while he was on the OC and he broke Sophia Bush's heart. Like, I I think that you first know. of all, you're fucking wrong because he wasn't on the OC. That was sorry, Montreal. Montreal. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right. You're right. I knew once I said it, I was wrong. Oh, I I'm so fucking happy I got you on that. You got me. Um, you the got pop me. culture king. But by the way, I now know that Chad Michael Murray is currently on a um a Canadian like. Date nighttime soap show, by the way. I know this because I was watching a Canadian stream of an NBA playoff game and I saw ads for it. But anyway, what did Sean buy for the office though? That is a notable given they're talking about school. Yeah, he got like a like a half wall, no, not even like a quarter wall of like lockers. Yeah. Um, which you know, it's not a bad thing in and of itself, but uh considering how tight their budget typically runs, mm-hmm. you know, might seem like a extraneous uh yeah. uh cost. I do love the joke that he got in a bidding war with a Montessori school. It's very funny. Um, and in yeah, and they, and they got Miami Vice posters. Yes. They got uh, what's it called? Uh, Don Rocket Johnson and, and Philip Taylor. What's his name? No, nope. Philip Michael Thomas. Philip Michael Thomas. Yeah, who invented yeah, who the word that he got? Oh, he did. Yeah, he said he was going to get one, and he has none of them. Yeah, and he was also the voice of Lance Vance in uh, GTA Vice City. So, yeah. Yeah, shouts to PMT. Um, and, uh, you know, they're talking about how Gus, they're talking about what they wanted to be when they were growing up. And um, he said that Gus apparently said he wanted to be Philip Michael Thomas. And Sean said he wanted to be the mascot in the Milwaukee Brewers because he's the biggest sausage in the world. And the only thing I thought, and then I checked the goofs on the IMDb, the mascot of the Brewers is not a sausage. That's just the guy they have running a race. The mascot's the guy with the big mustache, but that's whatever. Correct, and they have more than one sausage running around the yeah, fucking track. Exactly, it's like yeah. eight of them. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, however, um, I would fucking love to do that. Oh yeah. Do you think you uh, do you think you could beat the freeze in uh for the nationals? No, game? no chance. No yeah, way. Exactly. Okay, good, good, good. That's a brave. That's a brave stuff. The brave. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, I'm off tonight. It's because recording on <laughs> Sunday. I'm not in mid season. I'm not in midweek form. Um, yeah, I know. So Jimmy's knocking on the door, and they open up the door, and sure enough, the joke is he is incredibly short. Yeah, apparently he, um, you know, he's like a bigger kid um, in elementary school, and it doesn't appear like he got any bigger after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a tiny guy, um, but he still has that bully mentality. You know, mm-hmm. he uh, he still calls people barf beetle, which is like not a really good diss. Um, no. I get it. I feel like it'd be a lot worse if um, this were not a show on USA Network. Um, and he kind of gets to the to the gist of it. He's a uh, he's a fucking jockey. Right, mm-hmm. which lends itself to his small stature, um, and he's there specifically because he um, was a good jockey, and mm-hmm. um, he's fallen upon some hard times. He's lost his last like four races in a row or something like that, mm-hmm. and he's just he wants to know. He's basically he wants to hire them to like get psychically in tune with um, with the horses that he's been involved with to just get to the bottom of like what this is about. And yeah, he, he he's reluctant to hire Sean because he thinks that the psychic thing sounds kind of gay. Um, 
And yeah, Gus, a very Gus responds. Gus responds that uh, riding mounts and whipping them is gayer than what they do, which truly just great two thousand stuff. Um, and if anyone asks, he says, uh, "You guys are just really old friends." Um, and so yep. as he leaves, when Gus is wondering why Sean took the case, it's because Sean feels bad because Sean was the reason he got expelled from school because he he accused him, he ratted him out of shooting a spitball at their teacher who fell and got hurt. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, Gus, like, starts to crunch the numbers and basically says that this dude, because what we saw in the beginning was, like, that this guy likes to raid them for their lunch money. So he raided them for, like, $170. Sorry. Wait. 170 no, days, which doesn't, if I, my, at my time, it was 180 days of school a year, but whatever. Yeah. So it's, like, a dollar, basically, a day. Mm-hmm. So as far as their, as far as Gus is concerned, he mm-hmm. owes them about $1,800. So, he's fine. Like, if you want to take the fucking, uh, if you want to take the money, if you want to like take this case, overcharge him by eighteen hundred bucks so mm-hmm. they can break even. Yeah, and but Sean somehow he heard a lot of bad things that happened to him after he got expelled. One of them is that he moved to a town in Kansas where they banned dancing, which of course is just footloose. I I'm, I'm, that's one of my favorite it's like joke constructions is when the, Sean says something and Gus is like, "That's just the plot of X." <laughs> like that. Was yeah, funny. correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, did that take place in Kansas? I've never. Seen I Footloose. I've actually never seen Footloose because uh, it's it's very firmly in the camp of movies I don't feel like watching because it definitely feels like they wouldn't hold up. Um, but I could be wrong about that. By the way, I watched I uh, rewatched an amazing movie last night. I don't know if you've ever seen it. After Hours? I have not seen it, but that is a movie I should see. Oh my god, it's so fucking good, dude. Watch that. I recommend that above like, all I things. Appreciate the recommendation. I will watch it. There's a, a lot of the older Scorsese's I haven't seen, so I got to get on it. It's it's so not a Scorsese movie. Oh, it's I know. like Well, cuz yeah, yeah cuz Scorsese is not just like what Twitter says like, oh, well, they just make mom movies. Like, no, he makes a lot of movies. Anyway. I still, I still, sorry, last thing, I just really need to see The Last Temptation of Christ. Like, that's burning that a fucking hole in my pocket really badly. Yeah. So they oh. cut to the, 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 the stables. Sean is talking to a horse who apparently doesn't like the oats. Um, and they, Jimmy leaves them alone. And they're, you know, they see a, uh, a tall blonde woman flirting with a jockey, which of course is, you know, notable. And they, he makes a note of that. And then they're walking around. And who do they see there? The person who obviously frequents the track, Henry Spencer. Yeah, he's there. He apparently uh, goes there quite often. And he's pretty good at being able to, um, you know, make some cash. Um, I assume that's how he's able to afford a beachside apartment on a cop's pension salary. No, nah, I mean, uh, do you, you see some of these, like, breakdowns of budgets of how much overtime police get? I mean... Well, he's been retired for a while, though, no? That's true. Also, you don't think is he probably bought it, like, you know, forever ago. It's probably a seizure, honestly. Yeah, I, I guess I'm willing to believe it, especially given that, like, it's... He probably bought it, like, when he first started with the force and then, you know, has been offered a mil- ton, tens of millions of dollars for it. And he's like, no, this is my property. But anyway, you were saying. Yeah, um, he, yeah, he's... I mean, okay, first of all, the girl that... that that the jockey's talking to is very clearly wearing a wedding ring. So that's right. going to be something that happens. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> they run into, like, as you said, they run into Henry and he introduces, uh, we well, meet- he's, a, he's wearing a very loud yeah. shirt, which is notable. Yeah. Yes. Also we meet Henry. Uh, he's there and he introduces him, us to Phil, who is like a, a, a horse track gambler. He's like mm-hmm. just a degenerate gambler. Yeah. Shouts to DJs. And- 
Yes, and he introduces this is like my favorite name so far. He mm-hmm. introduces Gus as Burton Oil Can Guster, which is just like a fucking minor league pitcher from the 1820s. God, I love I love old timey baseball games. There's one that I tweeted about once where it was like Dummy Taylor. And on his Wikipedia page, you know why he was called Dummy Taylor? This is not a joke. He was called Dummy because he was deaf. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I just well, yeah, that'll happen. Don't they call them dummy? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Was he good at least? I mean, yeah, pretty good. Uh, I, I, it wasn't him, but a, another deaf player was why they do the, you know, the ball and strike signs. Ball and strike signs. It's because mm-hmm. of a deaf player. A little fun fact. Ah, okay. yeah. Um, and so we learned that Phil has been handicapping horses for 20 years, which I love. <laughs> Sean's like, that sounds cruel. Handicapping horses, good joke. And yeah, but I think hold it's, on, okay, bad- hold on a second. So handicapping horses, basically just betting on them. Yes, yeah, but like you, I think you think it usually involves betting on multiple ones. Like handicapping them is like betting the odds of each of them. I have never bet on horses. I uh, never bet on the ponies. Um, yeah, I never like I I have like a bookie I occasionally bet on, but. I don't know what handicapping something means. Yeah. Uh, well, handicapping, and I know in the case of like other sports, handicapping is to set the bets. Like if you put, say, like it's, you know, Knicks plus 200, that's the handicap. Um, but I don't know what it means in the context of horses. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, and there's not, and there's never really a horse track around me growing up. And in Florida, the, the closest thing was a dog track, which is fucked up. You raise <laughs> uh, dogs? Yeah, but it actually and it actually got banned by ballot measure in like 2018. Finally, Florida was one of the last states where you could still do dog races. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, do you know what kind of dogs are like the best at greyhounds. racing? Greyhounds. Ah, uh, ah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. Um. But yeah. So Phil's on a hot streak. Um. And they ask Henry about if they've heard of Jimmy Nicholas. Um. Who is at, you know, they bring up that he's asked him to investigate. And um, as the race is going on, they're discussing this. And Henry's basically like, there's a lot of reasons a horse could lose. None of it has anything to do with mumbo jumbo. Like, there's not a conspiracy, is basically what he's saying. And as he's talking, a race is going on. And what happens in that race? Uh, there's a jockey that falls off the horse and is needing, like, you know, resuscitation in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And that's our, our guy, Juan Carlos. Um, mm. and from the looks of it, he's fucking toast. He's yeah. dead. I do love the the exchange of Sean saying, not to sound insensitive, but we do have a case. And then Gus goes, that sounds insensitive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, and yeah, so can. the cops get there, Jules gets there and they mention that it's free churro day, which sounds mm. like a great day to be at the fucking yeah. track. I go anywhere for free churros, honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if they're stuffed. Um, mm. and she mentions that. Uh, the cause of death looks like it was a probable heart attack. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously we're not new to this whole thing. So we know there's a lot more at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, it, at the same time, Sean catches Lassiter feeling feeding a horse mm-hmm. a little carrot. So mm-hmm. he's got a little soft spot for the yes. equest, uh, and it, the equines, equines equestrians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, questions of the people who ride them. But anyway, that and Jules doesn't want to interview the jockeys because she had a bad experience with the Christmas elf that she dated, which I think is very funny. It's a good joke. Um, did you think shout it's going to be a short? Shout out to short kings. Yeah. Shout out to the short kings everywhere. Um, see, I, the, I, I, have a, I have a hard time because, like, I am not so short where, like, that would be the first thing someone says. 
when they see me, like, no one's gonna be like, oh man, shouts to you, short king. But I'm also like not tall at all. So like, I don't know if I can claim that mantle. You know what I mean? Because I'm like five eight, eight five and nine? a half, five eight and a half, five nine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like five seven. So I'm yeah. So king. I would say you're you're a short king. I think that five eight is probably like the definite cutoff. But yeah. no one would ever call me tall in any context. But I'm also not like notably short. Anyway, um, if you can play football and not be a running back or like a kick returner, you're probably not a short king. Fair, fair, fair. Um, Gus doesn't think it was a heart attack, though. He thinks that it was tranquilizer or poison. Yeah. And, um, so Sean and Gus get to the station right as, like, uh, Mm -hmm. Vic, uh, Lassie and Jules are talking about it. And, you know, they, they explain that it it wasn't a heart attack. Sean points out something very important first. I need to point out that the chief is wearing leopard print. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That. (laughs) But they, they're there to say that he was poisoned. And, for you know, uh, Lasseter agrees with them. Um, yeah. and, he, and he lists through the cocktail of stuff that Juan Carlos, the, uh, the jockey, was on. He was on cocaine, and I think amphetamines, yeah. um, ketamine, and, like, I don't Cialis. know what. He was on Cialis. Cialis, yes. Uh, which one of these things is not, not like the others. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I mean, the thing is, like with these jockeys, I don't know how it works typically, but I know you have to be very lightweight. So yeah. these short kings, they got to lose a little bit of weight before racing. Yeah. So it explains why you might have had all this shit in the yeah. system. But this is when, so they're one of the thinking is just like a regular heart attack situation because of drugs. Sean points out that he was having an affair with a married woman. He divined, same as he divined, that Lassie wanted a pony as a child. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so it was a tall blonde woman they're looking for. And that, uh, and Sean offers Lassie a hug, which he doesn't take. Yeah, no one takes the hug. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gus mentions, or I don't know who makes, uh, who says it. I, I whatever. Gus reveals that ketamine was the thing that was in Juan Carlos's that's, body. Yeah, that's in the next scene when Sean comes yeah. in early to investigate the case. But of course, the case he's talking about is the spitball incident. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's been going yeah. through that in his. But head. I also and feel then, like. In these, I feel like this is also a very big difference between now and then. Whereas, like ketamine, I, I feel like now is not a drug you need to. I feel like ketamine is a much more common drug to talk about. Or maybe I just know it more. But no, it is. It's a very casual drug that people do. Yeah, um, which is crazy. Would, wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, uh, I've never done ketamine. I would never do ketamine. Um, there's a. You ever see that photo of? I might have brought this up on this podcast before, but I definitely brought it up somewhere where it was, was it like the girl who lands on top of the car. No, no, no. Where it was photos of these people posted of in like a hotel in like somewhere in East Asia or no, in like Southeast Asia, some like vacation resort, a like cleaning person or like an electrician broke into their stuff and snorted what they thought was cocaine, but was actually ketamine. And they found him splayed out with his eyes open. Just like, yes, oh. yes, 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 yes. I've seen that. <laughs> I know I should yes. find that funny, but it's so funny. <laughs> no, it is funny. Like, I mean. You, and yeah, yeah, so that's why like. A K-hole is what they obviously call that. And there's a big running bit with my older brother and him and his girlfriend's two cats where mm-hmm. he'll we'll, he'll send a photo of one of them just like looking like conked out. And it's like, oh man, Sokka's in a K-hole again. I mean, I've done I've done plenty of drugs. I've never done ketamine. No, it's if it's for horses, it's not for you. I mean, I, I feel like that's a fair rule. But what is it for horses exactly? It's like a tranquilizer. Like- yeah, it's like to, I think it's like to calm them down and or like in low doses, I think. it's It's like to... Knock them if they're already knocked out for like surgery or whatever. Okay, gotcha. I think. Okay. Anyway, 
they cut. We have a flashback with the spitball incident where Sean meets little Sean, and he realizes that Jimmy was not the spitter. Right? No, no, not Big Sean. No, he realized that Jimmy was not the spitter, though. Yeah, uh, Jimmy was sorry. Yeah, Jimmy Nichols, Jimmy Johnny, Jimmy, Jimmy. I think. Yeah, who cares? Jimmy Nichols was not the spitter, um, but he still doesn't know who exactly it was. Yeah. Um, and so it's actually very interesting to see like both of them together at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is when Sean comes upon the revelation that Jimmy couldn't have been the spitter because when he was alleged to have been the mm-hmm. spitballer, mm-hmm. he actually still had a little bit of orange juice in his straw. Mm-hmm. So there's no way you can get that, yeah. that spitball Which means out. that there was a second spitter. And then we Correct. cut to Gus saying the second spitter theory is crazy. And then Sean brings up Gus's teen wolf theory, which I think is a fair theory where Gus says, if one of our classmates was a wolf, we, I wouldn't make po- We wouldn't like him just because he was good at basketball. Certainly wouldn't be making posters, <laughs> which is yeah, fair. Yeah, no, fair enough. I've never seen teen wolf. I just recently I. watched, I, I just recently yesterday watched the breakfast club. Overrated movie. I think you and I agree. Yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it was fine. I, the it's first fine. half of it, I fucking hated it. The second half, I liked yeah, it a lot. More. I'll say this: the only the person who kills it is Anthony Michael Hall. The rest of them are kind of just okay. I think Anthony Michael Hall is incredible in it, but I think that like Molly Ringwald leaves a lot to be desired. Ali yeah, she's Sheedy, not a good like, actress at all. Ali Sheedy is that her plotline is like so retrograde, where it's like the person who seems like actually the most interesting. They're old, they should you know be, start wearing pink and lipstick and makeup and stuff like that. Like it's really kind of shitty. It's very she's all that. And then, like, Bender tries to basically sexually assault uh, Molly Ringwald's character, but then they end up at, together at the end. It's not great. Yeah, it's not great at all. No, um, no. But, yeah, I anyway. three, I think. Yeah, I saw that. I, I'm always I'm always lurking on Letterboxd. People, you, you know, I just kind of... Yeah, you're like the... You're the non-raider. You're a freak. No, because I, I don't like to make decisions, honestly. That's the big thing. I, I, no, man, that's what this is all about. It's about what it's about. it's about whatever I want it to be. But anyway, no, then, lo- the t- then log your then log your fucking list on your fucking note on your notes app. I do that too. I do both. Um, I do but too. Anyway, T. Uh, so they're looking for the TBW, the Tall Blonde Woman. Um, they're abbreviating now, but yeah. before they can do that, they run into YD, your dad, um, and wouldn't you know he's wearing another loud shirt? Yeah, he's there, um, and he mentions that. I don't, it, either he mentions or somebody else mentions that Jimmy has been taken off of all of his yeah. races, mm-hmm. um, which is not great, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they meet Mr. Sarner, who's basically the fucking Brent Musburger of the Santa Barbara mm-hmm. racetrack or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Mm-hmm. And, and much like they, Brent Musburger, he's a degenerate gambler. Yes, he's a degenerate gambler, and they get him to say his uh, his trademark line and the race is on, which is and the, the race most is uninspiring. On. The most uninspiring fucking yeah catch no, it's have. why it's why the fucking no one's th- there's no big race at the santa barbara whatever derby it's just a, no wonder why it's shutting down the guy is completely uninspiring and uh even if he wasn't involved in a murder i wouldn't care for him at all yeah i mean the way that he talks about all this stuff he sounds like very suspicious so like right off the bat i'm just like okay mm-hmm. this guy in some way he's involved yeah um but then uh, I forgot how this happens, but they start talking about. Oh no! I think Sarner says it that Juan Carlos had basically taken most of uh, Jimmy's his good, mounts. his good mounts, and they were arguing a lot. And uh, you know, he's basically laying the breadcrumbs for why you would feel that Jimmy yes. was involved in this. And we learn that the TBW is Jimmy's wife, and that she was having an affair with Juan Carlos. So that's even more motive. 
and then we cut to Jimmy getting arrested. Um, you know what? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna say it right now. Okay. Yeah. You know, Juan Carlos. I'm gonna go ahead and guess he's a Spanish cat, right? A Spanish cat? Like he's Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. You said cat weird. Like you mean a Spanish dude? Okay. Yeah, Spanish dude. Um, mm-hmm. I infamously cannot watch, or I haven't been able to watch Vicky Cristina Barcelona because that scenario happened to me. What were you having a threesome in Spain? I know where I was. Where I was the one that got cucked by a Spanish mm. bartender. Oh, from my ex girlfriend. Do you so. want me to keep this in? I will, unless you explicitly tell me no, not you keep to. It in. You keep okay, it in. good. Because we, I'll say this: we talk too much about cucking on this podcast and not keep in. A <laughs> I was, I was cucked badly. It's, anyway, it's sad. I, I made a vow. And I'm never going to watch any Woody Allen movies until he dies because I don't want him to get any money. Um, Have you seen any of his movies? No. Most You've never because, seen any of them. Because by the time I was old enough to ever want to watch them, his I was already like new as allegations. Like like his like Dylan Farrow's op-ed in the New York Times when I was like 16. And when you're 15, you're not really interested in watching a lot of Woody Allen movies. So Yeah. Yeah, I want to say the last one I watched was that one actually. Yeah. Or no, Midnight I, in Paris. I'm Midnight sure they're good. I'm sure I've heard a lot of them are good, but No, hold on a second. Blue Jasmine is Woody Allen too? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I saw that, yeah. Anyway, and no, I'm not begrudging anyone who watches them. I just like it's less. It's actually less about like him getting money and more just that like, of all the movies in the world, do I really want to watch one where I'm watching? Know that like, yeah, this guy sexually assaulted his child. That's fucked up. I don't want to. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I did fucking watch like a ton of like Roman Polanski movies and like. I've never watched a Roman Polanski movie either. Okay, well. No, that's not. I'm not trying to be morally superior. I mean, tremendous watched, scruples you have. I've watched plenty of Brian Singer movies. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect. Um. Anyway, yeah. um, it's also the Roman Polanski hasn't made many major movies in like he because he can't leave. He only can go to certain countries, so he could, he hasn't really been making big movies. I'll say uh, this: Rosemary's Baby is an amazing. I'm sure film. it is. And the day after Roman Polanski dies, I can watch it. Um. Anyway, so I do love that. Gus points out to Sean, uh, you felt bad about getting Jimmy expelled, and now you led the police to get him arrested? And I love that Sean's like, did I ask for nutshelling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm catching on to the nutshelling thing. Yeah. Um, um, and so yeah. the next day, they're at the police station, and mm-hmm. Jimmy is in the uh, interrogation room, and they refer to him as an evil little creamsicle. This whole episode mm-hmm. is full of just short king crime. Yeah. Uh, everybody should be locked up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, and so they talk to him and they mentioned that they found ketamine in his locker um, and that his wife was having an affair, which they realized that he didn't know about. Um, and the thing, it might be connected to the races. And he mentions that all the horses are doing great and then they faded, which is a notable thing. Um, and so they decide to investigate the third turn where he said they all started fading. Correct. So they're like around the track. They're kind of looking at it and, um, it kind of looks like a dead end at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like this little race to see who's the one that has to tell Jimmy that basically they can't help him out. Mm-hmm. And Gus takes a little clean, like he takes a little cheap shot and just takes off mm-hmm. in the middle of it. And Sean surprisingly is able to catch up. And um, I think Sean beats him, right? That's I don't know. Was. Yeah. It's hard to say, but Sean gives Gus the victory because he says he needs it. But as they're down there, they see a pair of binoculars in like a bird's eye view uh, and they go into the office, and sure enough, it is uh, Barry Saunders, Sa- Cern- whatever his name is. Sarner. Uh, Sarner's office. 
who is he's made taping some announcements um and he's very clearly annoyed with them um and they notice a shaman staff in all of this stuff about a native american tribe is definitely not accurate and almost certainly insensitive um so just i'm just gonna say that before we go into it at all because i'm sure that not all this is nonsense but I want to say that they, the the Chumash tribe was the one that existed in that area at the time. Not the Choco. Is Choco? No, it's the Choco. Okay, so Choco did they are they are a real Native American tribe, but the the, Chu, to, the, Chu, the Chumash were in San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, Ventura, and LA. But also, the Choco were a tribe in uh, South America, so they just stole it from and i think that actually just they did not live in california yeah anyway. should have done Chumash. sure um and so he apparently barry collects artifacts um because he is 116th indian he says um i thought i was once i thought i was like 116th indian for a lot of my life until one of my well, uncles like got 23 me no I, i'm originally from new york you know this i know i'm fucking around i know you're from and Ryan. it turns out that the reason why we thought that is because my grandma saw a photo of like her like great aunt once and thought that she looked indian and that was it that was the whole reason why she told us she native thought american, that she did. you mean sorry native american right i mean she didn't say native american but yes. um that and then when my uncle got 23 me nope nothing so me and I'm me and Liz Warren have that in common, but Gus is more importantly is one sixteenth robot. Pocahontas. I don't mean that, uh, but Gus is one sixteenth <laughs> robot. Yeah. Um, I think that's a funny joke, but yeah. And then the Ryan, the the cameraman who tried to save Juan Carlos, comes up to, in to apparently do publicity photos. They say. Yeah, something like that. And um, Sean notices. Um, there that they're like there's tapes of previous races that are like just sitting there so i guess it's not too out of the norm out of the ordinary that like uh, a track announcer would have like previous tapes of stuff yeah. but mm-hmm. it does like get his antennas going yes and so sean decides that they need to see the tape of the race and he has to do something he'll regret he has to ask henry for a favor um and henry will let them on one condition he has to wear uh that shirt a shirt a loud shirt to the derby. Um, and uh, John doesn't think it's worth it. Now, I want to do this on t- on uh, this while we're recording. I feel like that shirt is something that my older brother would wear. So I'm going to send him a text with a screenshot of that and ask him if he wear will wear it. And hopefully he'll get back to me, okay? So just keep talking yeah. while I do that. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not the worst shirt in the world. It's very, like, um, I don't know, Polynesian in a sense. And it, and it has a pineapple on it. That's where the pineapple yeah. is. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not the worst shirt in the world. I would definitely wear it. I wouldn't even think twice about it. But um, Sean has a very certain kind of uh, dress code, let's just say. Um, and it's typically more horrific than whatever the hell he's, like, brushing up against. Um, so, yeah. We watched the race. And there's nothing that's picked up on right away. And yes. I forgot what happens exactly, but Sean basically is like being super fucking weird and being like super negative and like he just doesn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And he fucking, he, yeah, he just takes off. He storms off, mm-hmm. essentially. Yes. Um, but yes, but the, yeah, anyway, they. Um, did I miss anything there? No. No, I think. Did you, yeah, because they don't mention, they don't see that he got hit with something until afterwards, right? No, no. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, and so we cut to the office and Sean has made a full diorama of the class um that the spit took place in 
and he remembered that they all switched seats. Um, and so the second spitter had to be on the other side. Uh, but of course, you know, that has nothing to do with horse racing. Um, so anyway, Gus leaves the, um, leaves the room because he, I mean, he leaves the office because he's not going to deal with this spitting stuff. He doesn't give a shit, but Sean then puts things together. Yeah, he puts things together. Um, he, uh, all the evidence pushes towards, wait, hold on, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, the clubhouse turn. That's that's the, the gist of it. Yeah. Um, apparently during the course of, in the course of like Juan Carlos winning the race, he was hit by something. Yeah. We can't see exactly what it is, but it's clear that he like smacked something off of his neck, like mm-hmm. something hits him in the middle of it. And, um, yeah, I mean, at this point right now, I'm just like, it's Sarner. Like, that's him. Like, yeah. he's, 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 it has something to do with him. Mm-hmm. And Sean announces that it's about fixing races. The horse yes. was the one that was originally meant to be hit with the yeah. dart. Because he, he does a whole bit where he pretends to be blind in, like, the AV room uh, and yeah. pulls up a bunch of tapes. Um, and he, the one, the four tapes he pulls up, in one of them, Juan Carlos gets hit, and the other three, um, the horses start to fade, and as they're listening to the tapes, Sean notices um, that he that the announcer Barry says, "Oh, youthful spirit fades." And no, he's gaining. So that means that he assumed that Juan Carlos's horse was going to fade, which means that he was involved. Correct. Um, and so there's going to be a police presence at the Derby the next day where the actual Santa Barbara Derby is happening. Um, yeah, so they are. then we cut to them being there. Yeah, the, the Santa Barbara Derby is underway. And from the way the camera cuts, everybody's in on it. Everyone mm. that we think is in on it, they're in on it. And, um, you know, it all happens. It goes through, you know. I, I don't think there's much to say here about it. Um, the race ends. Somebody wins. And um, Sean's there to, he comes in on his high horse, literally. And he's got a theory. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the theory is that, um, well, at first he says, everybody hold your horses. It's funny. Um, and they, the whole idea is that they were figuring out how to get rid of the favorites. Um, and by slowing them down via some type of concoction. Um, and, uh, Sean, uh, they basically talk about how it was Ryan. I, I, my notes here are more confusing than usual that Ryan knocked them out using his camera is the whole idea. Correct. And move yes, your microphone correct. away from your face. I see you picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically, yeah, correct. Ryan is a camera guy. Um, I don't know if we identified him by name previously, we did. but Okay. Yeah, essentially, he was using darts, which we got the clue from Sarner's office, where he had some sort of like a blow dart machine up there, mm. or it was a not sh- machine. It was a shaman staff. He it just because he knows stuff about the Choco Indians. Yeah, he took inspiration from that. So essentially, Ryan was using his fake camera because mm. when they go to the camera, it's not an actual camera; it's just uh, a blow dart mach- mm-hmm. machine, mm-hmm. essentially. So, as we mentioned, um, Juan Carlos wasn't the original recipient. He wasn't supposed to be the recipient. It was supposed to be the horse. 
And, you know, a human body cannot withstand whatever a horse's body can withstand. So obviously Also, if you're on a bunch of other drugs, too. Correct. And so he was dying and all that. And when Ryan appeared to be saving, trying to save his life, he was actually just trying to find the evidence of any sort of malfeasance. And Sarner was the one that was like kind of tipping them off to like who should be winning what. Or I, I'm confused about the whole situation. I don't know about it. Right it doesn't matter. Um, and yeah, yeah, whatever. Sean sums it up by saying that his dad told him two things. One, real men take bubble baths. And a bad gambler never knows when to quit. Correct. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what it is. And, um, so they get arrested and Henry gets his wish. He gets a photo of him, Sean and, uh, Gus uh, with the winning racer. It's beautiful. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, the next day they cat, they, uh, they caught, ah, sorry. They, they catch up to the psych office essentially. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jimmy's grateful that. Uh, Sean and Gus were able to clear his name. He uses the phrase fart knockers in reference he to does. them, which is he does. a very fucking like 1994 phrase, mm-hmm. probably previous to your time. But uh-huh. I um, only know about it as an ironic thing in movies and TV. Yeah, I never. Yeah. Correct. You never heard it in your life. Um, and so at this point, they start to get into like, well, um, well, okay. Now, sorry, let me take that back. Jimmy eventually like apologizes for all of his stuff that he did back in the day and um gus and sean are like kind of taken aback mm-hmm. and gus mentions that sean has something to say to jimmy mm-hmm. and yeah. finally sean admits that he was the one that ratted out jimmy mm-hmm. for being the spitballer and that's what led to him getting kicked out yeah and he didn't know like how his life was going to end up but he felt mm-hmm. guilty about it and jimmy you know, he reassures them that like he doesn't have to apologize for this because his life ended up a lot better than it would have if he had stuck around. Mm. He ended up moving with his dad to Hawaii and he ate like whatever the hell he wanted. He did whatever the hell he wanted, and he was a jockey and he had a beautiful, tall, blonde wife and all these things. And yeah, who so, I say this, you know, I you know I think I've talked about this in Monk comedy writer details where there's certain things that just on the page comedy writers love a lot of specifics. Him saying his wife is a former Miss Oxnard with no sense of smell is a classic comedy writer bit. Like it's not for it's not it's just funny to comedy writers. It it, it just I understand how they probably thought that was the funniest thing of the episode when they wrote it. What does no sense of smell have to do with anything with that? That it's a non sequitur. Non sequitur. I think I think that comedy writers find non sequiturs twenty five thousand times more funny than the average population. I can say from experience. Um, I, I love non sequiturs more than anything, and they are the jokes that go over worst when I think they're going to be funny. I see. Okay. Anyway, uh, he says Lakeshore boys, and uh, they he leaves. But then Gus has a revelation to give himself. Yeah, the second spitter on the the grassy mound uh, was is it grassy mound? Grassy knoll. Grassy knoll was Gus Gustin Bust Buster Burton Guster Burton Guster. Fuck. Yeah, he was the second spitter. He was the one that led to to Jimmy getting kicked out, and he's not the only one with mysteries, so that's why yeah. he never told and Sean about it. Sean says he was dastardly, and Gus says, yeah, that's why they call me the G. He's like, <laughs> they called you Big Head Burton, which apparently yeah. Sean came up with. Um, and Sean's like, well, there's only so many words that begin with B, and he says, bold, black, beautiful. No one's going to call you Black Burton, which I think of all the time. <laughs> I kind of think Black Burton is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he suggests maybe he'll call him Burton the Billowy Bear. 
Mm-hmm. And then we just like kind of cut to the end. That's kind of it. Yep. What do you get this upside of 10? Seven and a half out of 10. So do I. Um, it's fine. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm serious. I was looking on the season. Some heaters coming up. Next episode is... It's, pretty, it's got special guest star John Amos. That's what it's gonna say. Who's John Amos? Yeah, what, he was on Good Times. Ah, uh, uh, okay, the death. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we'll talk about that later. But you can follow the show at First Psych Pod on Twitter. Andre, we'll be able to follow you. You can follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J. Chris. Please remember if you subscribe to the show, the biggest psych fan in your life, yada, 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 yada. At some point, I'm going to get this to be able to say it all in 10 seconds. But more important than that, tune in later this week as we talk about meat is murder, but murder is also murder. Oh, and I forgot to confirm this. I did get a text back from my brother. He says he would wear the shirt. (laughs) 